0: anyway, I'm about to start. I'm ready. to Ranto. It was so close. It was so close. Uh, and I, as I was saying, before we came live on air, I've been dwelling all day. And I'm not one to dwell on a result. But ladies and gentlemen, Orange Crush, welcome to your now fortnightly Uh, barn-burning episode of Never Surrender by the Squinters. You can find us apparently on thesquinters.com and on the tweets. Uh, My name is Needles. I'm just Needles. uh, And I am joined by three distinguished personages today. A couple of people who actually nominated to come onto the pod, which always fills me with real happiness and help. I'm gonna. We'll go from the the man who looks the coldest, even though he's in Sydney and not in Canberra or London, but he's got a giant scarf around because it must. It's probably nearly, maybe dipping down to 16 or 15 degrees in Sydney. Cheese, cheese. Oh, welcome to Never Surrounded by the Squitters. Thanks for
1: having, thanks for having me, Needles. It's a frosty 14 degrees in uh in Sydney's eastern suburbs. Had to uh, get out of the west to keep warm. Yeah, it's it's um,
0: late spring. <laughs> it's late spring in London and it snowed, I think, two weeks ago. Is that right
2: now, Michael, or am I wrong? Uh, yeah, I was playing snow in the, tennis in the snow a couple of weeks back. Um, I've got to say, it's a balmy 13 degrees in London right now, same, same temperature
0: as Sydney. So, yeah, it's, it's bloody beautiful here. <laughs> <laughs> we're staring, well, here in Canberra, we're staring down the barrel of sort of a week of minus fours, but that's all right. We tough it out in the nation's capital. But, Dr. Nangs, how are you feeling, mate? You, you know, you might have to dip in and dip out being on call because they're actual patients who are so disappointed by the result that happened last night. You're gonna have really to start again. Your microphone shit.
1: Maybe if you go treats that patient, and he can two, come.
3: Two, two, one, two, two, one, two, one, two, two. Nothing. It, it, I'm,
1: I'm getting
2: some strange reverb. Yeah. All right.
0: What if I just no? That was see good. It see it, it's yeah, better. This is much better. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> obviously it was. So unhappy are many of those Giants fans that you've been treating that um, they've gone and corrupted the internet.
3: (laughs) I think they must have.
0: Before we get into some analysis, we've got a lot of things to talk about and obviously now not much time to talk about. I just want to see just an explanation. Batman, very late last night, said, pod, babe, HD. Does anyone understand what the fuck that means? Because I've got donuts. I just assume, Batman.
1: Now he's gone
4: <laughs> Jeez.
1: Sum, sums up 2020 doesn't it <laughs> uh, oh, Michael Michael's frozen all I know is that um Gary was citing Batman as the reason why he wasn't allowed to go home before 4 30 a.m so I think uh, t- take any take any comments from Batman last night with a
3: with a greater <laughs> As we well, always do, but even more us. so.
0: <laughs> Tell you what, Mal Michael, you are frozen in a
3: <laughs> extraordinary. Looks a little animal. bit like Han Solo frozen in carbonite from this uh, from this angle, needles.
0: Um, We've we, moved we, we, to we, Sydney. Uh, he's, got, he's, he's pulled himself out. Maybe he'll, he'll put himself back in a little bit later. We're, we're going to talk about uh, the bad first before we reverse in time and go back to the excellent victory over Essendon, which seems so long ago. Um, I've been dwelling on it all day, and I'm not usually one to dwell. 87 to 84, 39 to 12, 11, We were so fucking close, I think. A few bounces didn't quite get there. Uh, Mal, Michael, you're back. We've moved on, Mal, so don't, don't worry about what you're about to talk about. But why am I dwelling on the result? Why am I still grumpy about it? Someone, I'm here on a leather couch. Someone tell
1: me. Could Timmy Taranto have done anything different with that kick? Like, I get that the grubber was, could he have, you know, I guess given it a bit of air. In hindsight, but, yes. He could have handballed to
0: any of the three people. Toby Green was free at the top of the thing. Uh, right. But,
1: you know, but it that's what the fact that he backed the himself into the, the position to have to do a little checky. He could have even really. run closer, I
0: think. <laughs>
3: You, yeah, you do see it a lot though. Obviously, the the along the ground is far more accurate in terms of what you can do. But you, the chances of it punting into someone desperately uh, defending on the line, you see it so often. Whereas if you go high, you, you lose a bit of accuracy, but at least you you remove the chance of someone rushing it through, which you kind of see a fair bit, I reckon. Is Roland very frozen close. or very still?
0: <laughs> no, I think I think it's
4: just
3: carbonite yeah. again. Back in the <laughs> carbonite. Um, and I, but, but look, you know, I don't think you can put it all down to, to Timmy Turano and that and that one no, last pick. Yeah, obviously, it's, it's easy to do so. But, um, you know, how he had his time again, there's probably a few things he could have done. But I think it was a pretty frenetic last kind of minute. Um, and really, he, you know, you, you've just got to you go with your gut at that time. And he probably just made the slightly wrong call.
0: 29 points up halfway through the third quarter. Something like mm-hmm and um,
3: Usually, usually it's a, was it, they say it's a game of two halves. That was a game of two halves and a and a quarter and a half of a half. Uh, so two quarters and a half of a half, and then and then one one quarter and one half of one quarter. Because halfway through the third, <laughs> they just looked absolutely cooked. And Dermot Brearman said something about Jesse Hogan looking cooked, uh, and then that really flowed through the rest of the team. You could well, see them. They just
0: that's interesting. Um, Dr. Nangs, because Bub said uh, that the the midfield were cooked in the last quarter.
3: Absolutely, it was uh, looking at the. I mean, the 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 run and the elan and the flair they had in the first two, and they were playing the old school GWS game that you know they were playing to such success a couple of years ago. Um, And it was almost like, and Jesse Hogan was leading up and you know kicked four goals in the second quarter. It was looking amazing. It was almost like he was the barometer for the team because. He was barely able to kind of uh, really move with the dynam- dynamism that he had. And you kind of, once you were aware of that, the rest of the team looked like they were working in a similar kind of way. All
0: right, everyone. Here we go. Don't say anything. We'll just let Mal in. Everyone just be totally silent. Look Frozen.
3: Uh, that's pretty good that's pretty good that's funny we
1: were frozen frozen (laughs) at one point then now you're not (laughs) laughing
2: having internet difficulties over here sorry mate (laughs) seems like london's woken up on a sunday morning and everyone's you know jumped straight on the uh the interwebs
0: (laughs) um was just about. uh dr nags has finished his quite useful and a useful analysis of why we couldn't quite get it done, our midfield against um, second stringers, bounce riffing off uh, Breton's and Bubs's comment that, yeah, it. well, I mean, and then the midfield were a bit cooked.
2: Yeah, Dusty Martin's a real second stringer, mate. Possibly the greatest player ever played the game. he only had 30 touches and kicked five goals. Didn't make it much
4: did of a difference. Five. <laughs>
3: Uh, he kicked the I ball. Look, 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 we all know I hate Dusty as, as much as the next person. He took a very strong mark and kicked the goal <laughs> and did one of his, his wheeling kicks. But the other one, he was absolutely snaffled by uh, what's his chops and then the ball bounced back out of the pack and into his hands. Completely luckily. Yeah. And the other one, he nailed the goal. Umpire. It probably should have been a goal. So I think Dusty's contribution to the game was way overrated. And Funnily enough, he had his worst quarter. It was his final quarter. He only touched the ball five times.
2: Yeah, did He did kick the win, did toe poke the winner though, didn't he?
0: Uh, yeah. No, Dan Rioli. Yeah, yeah wow. Well. What a bounce oh, that was.
3: Oh, squinty hey. Rioli.
1: Tell me about it, cheese.
0: Far out. That was yeah. one of the ones that just didn't quite bounce.
1: Yeah. I had to watch the like, truth be told, I fell asleep at three quarter times. So I had to watch the. <laughs> watch. Which the, is why uh, we're trying to hurry
0: the pod. It's Sunday <laughs> evening. It's getting late. It's nearly
1: quarter past eight. I had to watch the fourth quarter. Um, on KO. I know we're looking for a major sponsor so I had to watch the fourth quarter on KO (laughs) mini replay which was um, a great product Um, and knowing that that turned out to be the match winning goal and how it just kind of bounced precariously over Lockie Whitfield's head into Riolo's nightclub riddled hands and quick snap. (laughs) um, It hurts.
0: um, I I got it from our our friend and and friend of the podcaster he sent me a couple of Uh, WhatsApp messages after the game. Very quiet when Richmond lose, but up and about whenever they win. Um, Quote, never in doubt. And I reposted, I can see your doubting face from here. And then he said his daughter, daughter, uh, my daughter unplugged the modem by mistake at the 29 minute mark of the last. So I had to listen to the end on radio while it restarted. I said, I'm sure you were fine about it. He said, I was very restrained, but we have a new house rule that she has to stand in the backyard while the football is on. Uh, He's glad... (laughs) I just watched the last minute. He's glad I wasn't watching it live. What do we take away, though? I mean, we nearly beat them. They're probably not as much as they were. They didn't have their oh. best team. But we had a lot of young blokes and we nearly...
1: You hear that stat that uh, only nine players for our 2019 GF team? Yeah. We're on the paddock? Yeah. It's a, fick- it's a fickle Look, game, football.
2: I think since the last time I I, I, well, I put it all, certainly the time that... Needles, just needles, you and I potted with the Bartman and he was, you know, hitting every panic button he could find. You know, <laughs> I think, and again... Bashing it. Bartman the big, Bartman's, obviously, Bartman's obviously avoiding me because, you know, as disappointing, and yesterday was disappointing. Um, I've got another point to make about that in a moment, but it was disappointing, but we're now four and five and, you know, just outside the eight, right in the mix. I think we will, we should be able to squeeze into the eight this season. Should play finals yeah. again. You know, I, have and a cons- I think we've uncovered a, a lot more uh,
0: talent. Get proceed. Well, well, I was sort of doing the ladder predictor. And even with w- there's sort of a break now that looks like we're going to be the best of the rest. Like, had we won that game, we're an eighth. Um, and we're sort of behind West Coast. We lose that game. We stayed in the same position. I, I'm concerned that we, we really need to get on a run. Obviously, the more games we win. But even... The predictions keep us <laughs> about
2: eight or nine, ninth or ten. Uh, you say, Needle, do we just clarify? You say, the more games we win, the better chance we are of playing finals. Same, <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: Have you talked
4: to Leon about a, this, that's
0: Needle? A,
2: that's a, that's why you get paid the big bucks,
0: mate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Gino yes. they are running. I don't feel in, you're supporting me now. I'm not. <laughs> I, I think that point's a bit trite.
0: Right. Well, there's not a huge difference. We lose the game. We're in the same position as almost in the same position had we won it, but we haven't gone down. We're still in ninth. We stay in ninth. Yeah. I
2: mean, you did, having said that about not having hit the panic button early in the season, we've really worked into the season and we are started to play some good football. You know, the two teams directly below us on the ladder as it stands are Fremantle and St Kilda, obviously two of our losses. Now, if, you, if we turn those into wins we'd be well inside the eight and sitting far more comfortable, even if turning one of them into a win, we'd at least, you know, as you say, still be with that top eight group. Um, but you're right. Maybe there's a gap starting to open up, you know, as you, you know, very insightfully pointed out, we win the games, mate, we'll play, we'll play finals. Yeah. And, um, the other point I wanted to make, just, just on the specifically on the, the last two games, Essendon and Richmond, if you have a look at the – so the AFL um, round centre has a graphic that shows like – it's like a worm of who's in front and how much they're leading by in each game. Uh, it is a concern to me. If you have a look at the graphics, that graphic for both the Essendon game and the Richmond game, we get out to quite good leads. Like we, start, we started quite well, we built up a lead, but then in both games we've faded uh, you know, towards the end of the match and we got overrun by the Tigers. We almost got overrun by Essendon. For mine, that's a that's a bit of a concern, and that's something I'd like to see us try and address. And I think that's something that can probably be addressed in the coach's box.
1: Um, so
2: is, yeah, that that's that's a point. Is of mine it the I,
1: the I, young young bodies? I know we've got a lot of you know, I don't know the numbers, but there's a lot of players with less than ten games of Aussie rules. There is there something
4: yeah, in young like, legs
1: that can't run out. Young, young legs, young minds. I think, Chizo. You know, I, I
2: do think but and there was a couple of moments late in the game against the Tigers where I think we lacked some composure. Um, we all love Tommy Green, um, and one of his real features that we've talked about is his composure under pressure. He always seems to have a bit more time and space, but he had a uh, – there was a moment very late in that fourth, fourth quarter when we were still leading when there was about five Giants and two Richmond players, and we had the ball – Two bad handballs. Cal Ward was also at fault, and he's one of the blokes who should be you know, able to provide some of that composure late in the game, being a mature uh, body and a mature head. Um, yeah, and somehow we had possession of the ball five on two, and we coughed it up to uh, to Richmond, and they went forward, and I think that's when Rich, uh, Dusty kicked his goal, and really you know, the Tigers were surging. The Tigers surged a couple of times in that game. They're capable of doing that. We need to... You know, get some greater mental maturity, I think, to be able to, to stop that. Um, and it'd just be interesting to see if they can be addressed in the next few weeks. That's
3: uh, Leon's homework. A really kind of important thing, but also what we're talking about, is that if you look at the possessions that the midfield got, and I think that GWS, more than most teams, is really dependent on their midfield doing, doing well. Uh, it seems to me that they... If you look at the games where they win, their midfield is absolutely on top. And if they lose, then their midfield is, is just not picking up uh, any, uh, any possessions. And, and, then, and no one else seems to be kind of picking them up. But if you look at some of the other teams like Sydney or Geelong, if their midfield's not going well, you see their backs will kind of really pick up. Um, but in the last quarter, apart from Hopper, all of, their, all of their kind of key midfielders uh, had their lowest kind of return of the quarter. I think Tom Green had one possession. Kelly had three or four. Taranto was right off the boil. Uh, and I think – and Rocky Whitfield as well, actually, we uh, had his lowest quarter. And I think, you know, whether it's a it – they was a bit panicking, they did seem to slow anything down last quarter, or if it's a, a fitness thing, it's, it was really noticeable. As soon as the midfield stopped winning that kind of ball and, and doing it, they really just just looked cooked.
0: The combine harvester was enormous.
3: He yeah, was massive. Absolutely immense.
4: <laughs> what time is coffee, it in The
0: slow plunge. Yep. Uh, well, it's
2: uh, it's 11am over here, Chizo. The cleaner was in nice. between 9 and 11. I just got out for a 12, 15k
1: run whilst they were in. Good. And now yeah. it's time to, time to settle in for a massive podcast. feeling good. <laughs>
4: hey,
1: um, one other one I noticed in that last play, watching the replay. It's a bit of a philosophical question of, as a backman, and I know now Michael was a big, was a big punch puncher in his playing day, but I think oh, yeah. in that last that last goal, Flynn was kind of one out. He punches it back in to quite a dangerous spot. I never understand in those situations why you just don't use two hands and take a mark It's very different. It's easy to say retrospectively. Yeah, well, Flynn's but not actually a
2: backman; is he? He's a ruckman.
1: He? Yeah, but you'd still back him to. Take a mark in
2: the back backline, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, a sure. Should, was... should always be duking it and
3: then handballing yeah. it off to someone who can kick. I mean, I mean, on football. <laughs> Nan Kervis is duking him uh, constantly and repeatedly in the back in the back, uh, yeah. the back line. So I think yeah, it's probably expected, wouldn't it? Having having mentioned uh,
2: one of our Ruckman, uh, I'm not sure which one's Bradzi and which one's Sauce or whatever, but uh, we'd be remiss. And Sparrow Sparrow would have a field day Sparrow. with us. <laughs> yeah. Sparrow would have a field day with us if he, if we didn't men- at least mention um, the two Ruckman. Oh, I thought they went very well actually, and the, I recall, I recall the commentators. Yeah, I recall the commentators mentioning they obviously those boys are quite big and solid like uh, Shane. And um, they've obviously been to the mummy school of rucking because they didn't mind throwing <laughs> their weight around. And I really, really like that. Um, I, I feel, think we've uh, got two good ones there. And I think Shane Mumford is the right man to get, carry on as a ruck coach at the GLS Giants. The run
0: down the kid. looked like he was just about to yeah. eat him.
2: Yeah, I think it, it, it ended up being a trip, didn't it? But- Unlucky um, to be done.
3: Unlucky yeah. to be done for legging, absolutely. But no, yeah, no, those, I, I thought look, that was very
2: positive from
0: those two. I liked that.
3: Yeah. Didn't mind the contact, didn't mind the body.
0: Um, one, I just, com, Combine Harvester was just oh, made immense. everyone in the Riverina proud. Uh, oh, but yeah. quickly, just mention a, uh, a WhatsApp that Dr. Nang threw me halfway through the second quarter. I like Jesse, he said, and I agree with him. Said, I like Jesse too. And I think, we like Jesse. I think think Jesse's good. Yeah.
3: He's Are great Jesse for the is,
1: structure.
3: Yeah. He needs a few more you know, games under his belt and a few more Ks in the legs, I thought. But he certainly provides something different. He's still, you know, he's a very talented guy. Uh, probably, sh- I think he his kicks from outside 50 weren't really getting close to the goals. which was mildly concerning, I suppose. Apart from that, he looked great.
1: What do we think of Riccardi back? Because if it's not Hogan up there, Riccardi obviously went back. It's a pretty big task to be put on a, a re and a lynch of the world. I, don't, I think he played a little bit on him. Yeah. Um, I, he got I, his I 40 touches in well. the VFL. Yeah, we I mean, had seventeen yesterday, which I
2: thought was was pretty reasonable. Nine marks, um, nine kicks, eight handballs, and you know a few marks. Also, I think you know, that's important for a, Jake. Is a, a young fella, right? And I'm, you know, I'm big on the Jake Riccardi train. It's great having Hogan in there. He'll be able to teach him a few things about being a big forward. Big forwards take longer to develop, and also mm-hmm. like now because I think we're a bit short in the back line at the moment with Nicky yep. Haynes and um, Phil Davies out. Lots so. Weeks. Jake Riccardi no getting a bit of you know time down there, yeah, exactly, and and Keefe gone as well. Um, Jake Riccardi being able to fill in down there, get a bit more experience at AFL level, um, and see how playing on a bloke like Jack Rewalt is not going to hurt Jake Riccardi in the long term, learning a bit of that forward craft because obviously Jack Rewalt's one of the craftiest forwards going around and a veteran now. But um, yeah, he'll he picked was, up a few things from that. It's good.
3: He was quite kicky last night, uh, Jack Rewalt. Quite. Did you see he put the boot in the, in the uh, square in the back a few times? Uh, toby Greenstar was quite funny. It was, it, was it Love me?
0: That. Was it the big <laughs> seek? Was Conor Iden well and truly able to go with Dusty physically?
3: Absolutely. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Was awesome. yes, really like the, goal,
0: the goal that Dusty got on him, one that sort of just, it was a wrestle and Dusty was in slightly better position right at the end where he killed the goal umpire. But the one before that, that bounced the, the ball reverse course between three yeah. Um, Connor beat
1: it. You
4: know, he absolutely beat his foot. Yeah. The other I point I had there to there raise was
1: um, the new strip. I thought the kit looked spot on yesterday. Yeah, yeah very, very nice. Amazing. I think, yeah. yeah. Just
2: that's we, we, smaller we could have, G.
1: Yep. Yeah. We could just have two strips. We could
2: have the charcoal, the you know, the full charcoal with the orange G, and just the full orange with the charcoal
1: G. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. Scrap the white, brings up too many memories of the 2019 Grand Final. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's how we get over it. Change the kit. Retire it.
0: Yeah. Change all the players and change the kit. Um, and also I I agree with Bubs. I think he said uh, I don't he mentioned, but also I was a bit down on him earlier in the year. Jack Buckley uh is a good footballer. He's doing yeah, great he really things with guy. his haircut, He's taking it just going a little bit beyond norm core, but not full mullet, but he can play footy. My next problem. There's, there's,
2: a, there's, a, there's a lot to like, even though, if we're, even though we're slightly outside the eight. Um, and we were very heavily critical of uh, Leon last year where we faded out quite badly. But, you know, there's a lot of optimism here. Um, having hit the panic button a few, months, a few weeks ago, I think there's a lot to like now. And I'm positive for the rest of the season. I hope we scrape, scrape into the eight and we can um, win some finals. I think we're capable of that. But, you know, certainly I think we've set up well for um, next year at The very least, and also Josh Kelly. Obviously, his contract's up and he's getting his 30 touches and kicking a couple of
4: dollars. Yeah, it was his best <laughs> season in a while. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, since he last signed a contract,
1: <laughs> why would the game have been at Marvel and not the G? Anyone know the intricacies of AFL scheduling well enough to? I thought you were a property mogul from uh, Melbourne, Melbourne.
2: So <laughs> <laughs> you tell me, you tell me about commercial property leasing down there, Jesus.
1: Probably to do a yield, is it? I don't know what that means.
0: <laughs> was, it not, was, it, was it at Marble?
1: It was at yeah. yeah. Which and is it, very it, odd. As a consequence, and it, now, now that I think about it, they probably bank on about 2,000 Giants Stadium. I think, I think it ended up being maybe twenty or 25,000 people. I can see you've got the stats open there still. Mm-hmm. So maybe they just do it, um, do it for a bit more atmosphere rather than having a quarter full MCG. I don't know. I don't know. Um, was
2: someone else playing at the G at the, uh, same, they G were. At the same time? Just no. So it's odd. But, but Richmond, Richmond's home ground is the G, so I don't know why they beat
3: Marvel. But I don't know. it maybe, ah, maybe it's a contractual thing. Send, a, a send Pro. Peggy, send Peggy an email.
0: About probe, but I'm also I'm asking for another probe into who is looking after the boys' hamstrings because
1: they should be stacked <laughs> oh, petrol
0: petrol yeah. gone. Haynes is gone. <laughs> Freaking stormzy has gone. There's three. It's like, isn't it? It's it's yeah. an epidemic. It's a pandemic of hamstrings injuries. And um I want I want it fixed. I want heads
1: on a plate, heads on sticks. Heads to had, roll. Uh,
0: That's what you say.
1: I had petrol in my sports bet. Another little shout out to a potential major sponsor. I had <laughs> petrol in my sports bet multi to get twenty plus touches, so I was obviously pretty up upset with? when I saw him.
4: Yeah, no doubt about um, it.
1: Clutching the string in the third quarter.
0: <laughs> was it just before or after we started going a bit shit? Mm, uh, the correlation.
3: Yeah, about, no, about time. He was quite well as well.
0: Yeah, he was. Just coming was off important. the back line. Um, yeah, a bit of a gutting. Look, so we'll put... I mean, fuck, that was close. That would have been a good win. Just in terms of... Like, the Collingwood win was good. But you know, Collingwood aren't very good, we found out. And we the teams that we've beaten so far aren't particularly good. Richmond aren't going that well, but it still would have been good to beat the premiers. Um we'll find out. Sydney next are week. going all right. Yeah, Sydney are going okay. Um, it was a We close always one.
2: flogged them, cross town rivals.
0: Flogging by, flogged them by two <laughs> two or one point this time around. We've got uh, the eight little miles
2: in front. <laughs> we'll beat we'll beat the Eagles at uh, at the golden egg.
0: We're playing. Are we playing but, with the Golden Knee or at the Beanstalk? No, it's at the Bean Store. Oh, the beans.
2: We'll beat them. We'll beat them at home. The, you know, everyone knows West Coast can't travel.
1: But it's like <laughs> you look at the you look at the comp this year, and up until two weeks ago, everyone was like, "Oh, well, the Melbourne media was still pitching Richmond as the team to beat, and if you can beat them, you're genuine premiership kind of favourites. And that's how they kind of benchmark um, the Bulldogs in Melbourne as being the real deal. Yeah. Um, but you look at the no, top not eight. The real now, it's, Except well, the Bulldogs are, got beaten but, by Richmond. Did they? So, yeah. But you yep. look at the top yep. eight. They got now, torn it's apart really, in the second half. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's coming back to me now. But some years there's like a distinct top four, right? And a distinct bottom four. It, it feels yeah. like obviously maybe Melbourne and West Coast on the table. Uh, sorry, Bulldogs are outliers. But it feels like there's a genuine kind of eight teams that it's, it'll be a bit of who gets the momentum at the right time of the year. I, I, um, I have a concern
0: that if Jeremy Cameron and Tom Hawkins keep playing together, that Geelong may well be part of that.
1: Uh, Tom and Jerry, they're called. Tom and Jerry,
4: they're
1: calling. <laughs> hard working country boys.
2: That's quite
0: good. <laughs>
1: for, the, for people from Geelong. The Geelong we go, we go any Friend further.
2: of the pond, Trizzle, I like that. <laughs> On that, Cheezo, with when you said you know, Richmond of the team to beat, the, the commentators do bet fucking at. Would you be surprised to see the Tigers in another prelim or grand final right at the pointy end of the season? No,
1: hundred percent. No, but they're just so deadly, yeah. right? Like yeah, even, yeah. even yesterday with all those—I don't know the ins and outs—but without you know a lot of their good mids Brett and shy players, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you still look at like once they all they got to do is get it near that forward fifty, and it's pretty lethal, right? Yeah. Like you see, yeah. Tom, B- Tom mentioned him had a good game and, last night. Yeah. yeah, and then throw Dusty, and like you put them down to kind of five right. to eight goals between them. Um, so, a hundred percent, yeah. And they've now got a track record of being, you know, big game specialists. They they know how to get it done. Oh, yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised to see Richmond um, right up there. Yeah. I just I think. And they get the home they ground are advantage. Good football side. Yeah.
1: Home ground advantage of Marvel or MCG, or whatever their home ground is.
2: It's, just it's also, it looks like a good season because also there's, there's not really – in the top eight now, there's not all of those sides that you really hate. You know, your Carltons, your Collingwoods, your Essendons, your St. Kilders. <laughs> they're all out of the eight and they're rubbish. So, you know, it's looking like – and your Hawthorns. But it's good is for it, football. Is a top – yeah, it's,
0: it is good for football. There's a top eight there that, you know, most of them are reasonable
2: states. sides. Exactly, yeah, and
0: all They're good. all beatable except for Melbourne, but everyone, they, they must be beatable because they're fucking Melbourne.
2: Melbourne are not going to be there come the end of the season, mate. Don't you worry about that. They are mentally call. fragile. Just they have been for about seventy one. years.
0: Thank you very much.
2: Um, I'd be surprised if they win a final this year, mate.
3: Oh,
1: Straight sets calling it. That, that's yeah, awesome.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I like a big call, mate. Don't you worry about that.
0: Well, here's here's the call that I want because I pitched it. I pitched it at uh, Sparrow a couple of weeks ago, and he just sort of took it seriously and didn't engage. But if you if at the end of this year, I, I think this is hypothetical. You had a choice between signing Josh Kelly or Slam and Sam Taylor. Ooh. see, I think Sam Taylor. Slam and Sam, yeah, yeah Sam. Taylor, look, he's a fucking jet.
2: Josh he Kelly. Is an absolute
0: jet. Josh uh, Kelly, he's he's O'Connor.
1: You the fromage,
3: yeah. the
1: well, Show your workings, cheese. I was um massively off Kelly, but I feel like he's. I don't know. The more I've watched him this year, um, he really, his skill execution is incredible. Um, I mean, what they when they talk like, about
3: needles? Uh, form is temporary, classes forever. I <laughs> think. I think that sums up my attitude. Yeah, he's a quality guy when he's going, but. He's had a bit of a lean patch, hasn't he? But I Leans suppose the question every is. Every joint
0: in Slam and Sam's body was infected with some Cryptosporidium Giardia thing, and he's still back. He's back.
3: And the, the road.
0: And the road. And the Yeah.
4: And but, he's
2: 22 versus Josh Kelly's 26. Josh Kelly's played 140 games, give or take, and Slam and Sam's on 30, mate. Like, Josh Kelly's going to be broken in four or five years, and Slam and Sam's only going to be coming into his prime. So. I tell you what, mate. Is Taylor for the value for the value return on investment? You know, words that you like to throw around, Cheezo.
3: Slam and Sam man. It's a, is a good yield. Good, this is the question. Yeah, thing, man. Much better <laughs> yield. Is it? Is it apples and apples? Are you getting? Are you getting a Josh Kelly for a Sam Taylor, or are you getting a Josh Kelly and a Sam Taylor plus somebody else? I mean, no, no.
2: It's just who could you? If, if what would you? Be, if you were the list manager at the Giants, what would your priority be in signing? Um, yeah, and I think yeah, Sam's yeah, also
3: good. Yeah, good. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, no, I just want to make sure that's what we're talking is about.
2: Sam, mate, is Sam eighty-eighty-two he... kg, sixty-six foot midfielders? They're a dime a bloody dozen, mate. Six foot's actually a bit <laughs> short for a midfielder these days, you know. Six foot five, ninety kilo power defenders, mate. They, uh, you know, they're gold dust.
3: Yeah, my point was, mate, you could probably pay Sam a bit less than you have to pay, uh, pay Kelly. Is my point. Is not, not where
2: he's going, mate. You're going to have to give him a big Good bucks. Stars. <laughs> stars.
3: He's the Dogecoin of AFL. He is.
0: Um, chaps, we've got less than a minute to go. I'm just going to stop and then send you all another link because we've got one more thing for Ragnar right. just as a wrap-up. We've got to quickly talk about Essendon as well.
3: We've got to talk yeah. about how shit fucking Himmelberg's
0: been. Oh, I saw that. Don't. Okay, Eight. there we go. Coming back. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, we're all back the Orange Crush and this has been the conversations, you know, turned for a bit depressing. Suddenly we've hit the controversy button. Uh, someone wanted to, I wanted to talk about our win about Essendon, but I believe Dr Nangs came in with some grenade about Harry Himmelberg.
3: Well, I just thought, look, going back to what uh, Mal Michael was talking about, Riccardi, love what he's about, earning his tradecraft uh, down forward. And when he does, down back, sorry, when he does move up forward, it would be nice that he's got... Jesse Hogan up there to defray some of the pressure. And also with Harry Himmelberg there, it would be, be safe for the knowledge that the spotlight won't be on him as the most uh, you know, under, underperforming forward in the, uh, in the forward half. I was just seeing what, uh, what the eloquent quorum thought of that one. Go your mate
2: played five games or something, mate. I mean, give him a break. You can't be comparing him to Harry Himmelberg. He's had years. But I do agree with you. I've been – between Harry and um, Dorsal, who's obviously out for a week for something stupid, last week, and unnecessary. Although we do love Dorsal's niggle most of the time. Yeah. But the two of them, Harry and Dorsal, have been making some odd decisions. The decision-making has been a bit off. Um, and, and I'd like to understand where that's coming from. They're just making... you know, as, as elite footballers with a bit of experience now, the two of them should know what the right decision in, in given circumstances. But they seem to have just been throwing that out the window and it's a bit... Oh, it's a bit mystifying
1: for mine. I'd like an explanation. Okay, cheese. Can you explain it, please? <clears> oh, <throat> uh, it's just lost without JC. You know, he used to just run into the space that JC created. I didn't realize you'd only had four nah, touches. Nah, That's taken me back.
0: It's not many. It isn't it's
1: many. <laughs> <laughs> too
4: shout out, subscribe.
2: I know he's a listener of the pod. <laughs> <laughs>
3: He took a hanger, he took an absolute screamer, but that was kind of about it. And when he did bust up the packs, it was kind of when, you know, Jesse Hogan was sat underneath it and looking like he was going to take it anyway, or you know, there was no one crumbing and there were you know three or four up and he was one of them. it just didn't seem like he was just yeah, making good decisions or yeah playing smart football or or doing if he was gonna hit the packs, actually kind of really influencing it or, or taking you know, big mark. So he's I, I don't know. He's, he's not know. he's not
1: bad behind the ball either. Maybe he needs the old Riccardi, drop to, drop him behind the ball in the VFL, get 40 touches, get a bit of confidence back.
0: We've got a forward line yeah, of I, we'll have a forward line of Hogan, Hill, and Green. And um everyone else is behind the ball trying to regain form and confidence. <laughs> <laughs>
2: To be fair, Harry's been pretty good against Adelaide and Essendon, so we should probably give him a break. Everyone has a, has a bad day every now and again. Let's move to the bright it's side. He's also educated around round the corner from where I grew up at Marta Day. Good wogga well, boy, mate. What's that? Wogga
0: boy? Yeah, oh, yeah. It came through, the, came through the Canberra Juniors as well. I think he played for Eastlake or something like that. Um, but look, yep. okay, we've moved on. We've put that behind us and we'll go even further behind us to have a quick review of the Essendon game, which we haven't had a chance to to talk about, or we didn't talk about last week because we didn't do a pod last week. Uh, hey, we won by two points. If you're going to watch two quarters, watch the first quarter and the third quarter and really just ignore <laughs> yeah. the second quarter and the last quarter. Even though the third quarter, we kicked five goals against the flow, it seemed to me, and I was watching it. I guess it had most of the ball, but we kicked five five goals. It was very odd. Good to win another close Livid. one. And good to have fans back at the, the Beanstalk for the first time in, what, 14 months, give or take. You'll take a close game. You'll take a win over Essendon every day of the week.
1: i uh, just just had the, the tough decision to make between watching live the Kites and Tigers coached by poor Chappie Chapman versus the Bendigo Eagle Hawks in country Victoria or watching the Giants and given time and place, I went with the country Vic. Well, option. So, um, What was that like? The, football It's very important. It's good. Uh, the Bendigo Eagle Hawks I'll show you my stubby holder because it's maybe a bit too soon because it looks a lot like a Richmond stubby holder. Bus.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: $5 Great Northerns in the stadium of Kytan, showground. I, don't uh, know. I mean, there's to... a
0: whole other pot about what the hell you were doing down at Deepest
1: Darkest, rural Vic, but... Surely that's the in-laws, isn't it, Gizzo? Uh That was just uh, the likes of the Foxes of the world. Just Virgin. getting away for the weekend, fair enough. Friends. Yeah. Batman, Batman was there. I say so. My contribution is looking up at the result and seeing that we won by two points.
2: (laughs) The game started at the slightly inconvenient London time of about four thirty in the morning, so I was only able to get up um, at about seven and watch the last quarter. And as you said, uh, very aptly, needles that wasn't the quarter to be watching if you were a Giants.
3: Really wasn't. We've got a bit of fans as to why they were. Why well, they were so dodgy in the last quarter? I was look at the old the match worm. They kind of lost a thirty point lead at the first quarter. Then they were down to nothing at the start of the third. They built up to thirty again, and then they they nearly lost. Did you, do you have any insights, or were they just... I mean, Essendon's hardly was it, you know, it windy. I,
2: I thought I I thought I covered this earlier in the pod when I said both the Richmond game and the Essendon game have similar worms, um, and that's a question <laughs> I'd like Leon to answer. I, um, I think it's a combination of the young bodies, but also I think there is a little bit of um, maybe uh, uh, young minds as well, an inability to, to hang on and just manage the game a little bit more late in the game. Um, yeah, and I'd like to see us get better at that.
1: Need an old head to take a mark on the half-back line and just be like, settle, settle. So. Yeah, 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 pump it down the line to Harry. <laughs> Harry, just spoil <laughs> it out. Don't
2: try and take the mark. Lock it in, three or four stoppages in a row, you know, Shuffle it forward, get it out of bounds, yeah. and that
1: kind of thing. Game management. Particularly late stuff. Soak up the. Clock. People in their late twenties know. Hey, now. Yeah. Oh well, I'm I'm
0: in
4: my mid thirties these
1: days,
2: mate. <laughs> mid thirties. <laughs> mate, you're mid thirties until you turn forty. <laughs> uh,
0: this came in from Ragnar Lothbrok two days ago, and yeah, he is. He listens to us, and he gives us a lot of content. This is probably one of his best. High lads. He's titled it Ragnar's Rants. High lads. I can't sleep due to the injustice the Rising Star selectors are playing out to our boy, Tom Green. Yes, I understand he doesn't look like an under 20 under twenty year old and more like a 29 year old veteran, <laughs> but that alone shouldn't stop him being eligible to win the Rising Star of the week. Let's look at some numbers for round eight. The winner for the week in round eight was James Jordan for Melbourne. My first thought when I heard this was, who the fuck is that? Second thought was, Dan. he must have had an impressive game to win the award over our boy, Tom Green. We go through the stats. Melbourne v. Swans, James Jordan. 23 disposals, 10 kicks, 13 handballs, 2 marks, 8 tackles, 2 clearances, 3 inside 50s, 3 score involvements, 47.8 disposal efficiency, 0 coaches' votes, metres gained 338, best players, sixth best for Melbourne. GWS v. Essendon, Tom Green. 28 disposals, 14 kicks, 14 handballs, 7 marks, 3 tackles, 4 clearances, 5 inside 50s, 8 score involvements, 82.1 disposal efficiency, 1 coach's vote, metres gained 347, best players, 5th best for GWS. Now I'm certainly not a genius, but damn, the only thing Jordan wins out against Green on is tackles and seems as we aren't playing rugby, I'm not sure this matters as much. Tom Green dominates him in every other stat. If he was at Melbourne based Club, they would be talking about him like a young Clayton Oliver or Patrick Cripps. Yes, I threw some hard-earned on him for Rising Star at the start of the year and it pisses me off when he's overlooked week after week. <laughs> I, think <he's, laughs> I think he's clearly the best of the bunch that is eligible, eligible now that Rao is injured again. Please discuss. I mean, hard-earned aside. I love Ragnar. I love Ragnar. But those stats are pretty. Good. Who the fuck is James Jordan? And Tom Green probably has the best best hands. I think Bartman said this. He might have the best hands in the AFL. Uh, how much money do you have everyone in cheese to win the Rising Star? Multi sport uh,
1: zero with our potential major sponsor sports bet. <laughs> uh, but it, it's it's a great point or call out from Ragnar, Ragnar, because. Uh, Green's a superstar. Like, obviously, we're talking essendon Richmond games, 28 touches against the Bombers, 24 against Richmond. Like for a kid to be racking up multiple appreciates a midfielder, but 2025 20, game touch uh disposal game is his, uh he plays well beyond his years. So maybe they're just uh you know, Kevin's be excited knowing that once he's nominated, he's home. Yeah, but they'll have to pay out as soon as as soon as they nominate. Him. So um <laughs>
2: You know, yeah. it'll kill the market. This is, this, this is the insidiousness of you know betting in 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 market in, in sports. You know, but now that the, the pundits don't select him until late, so that they can you know pump up the value that's uh, on the book there. Um, I'm, I'm disgusted, but no, you've, you can only nom- you can like only be fair. nominated once. Tom Green will definitely be nominated before the end of the season, and Ragnar will get his payout. So,
1: Ragnar, uh, mate, call your jets. Hey, hold off no, the press. Two small Just, points to make. Oh, sorry, mate. So hot off the press, I've got the AFL Rising Star market open here. Yeah. Tom Green is shortest odds at four fifty. Hasn't been nominated ahead of two other players that have already been nominated. Wow! I'm going to put some money on it. <laughs> so-, so he's at
4: he's he's at, at four dollars fifty to win it
1: without a nomination. And there's a Lachlan Shoal, never heard of him from Adelaide, at six dollars, and a Chad Warner at seven dollars. Yeah, that, you know, that, that. A
3: he's a city player and he's a bit of a jet. Yeah, but he's uh, named Chad. Guys. He is named Chad. He looks like Chad as well. Let's put it that way. Uh,
0: although, the boy, Tom like, Green. I, I think know, that, that a, counts against. Did you he know his grandfather
2: a, also played in four flags for Richmond and he was part of their team in the t- 20th
3: century? I mean, if he he told that. Uh, if, if you'd watched the full game last night, <laughs> I probably would have learnt that about three times a quarter. Uh, I think BT, to say BT was fixated upon it would be uh, an understatement at worst. Now, Tom Green was... Fuck, I hate name. BT. And he doesn't. And I fucking hate Eddie. He <laughs> loves BT. <laughs> BT loves BT. Yeah, I know. BT, <sighs> BT loves the sound of his very own voice. I know, that's why I hate him. Now, the fact that Tom Green got nominated in round four last year, is that... Change can you be nominated twice because it was a covid shortened year? Is that what we're talking about?
2: You can only be nominated once a year. Um once a year. And, he, uh, yeah, and, and he's eligible because he was under the age of well, he was 20 or younger on the first of January 2021. So he's eligible. He'll be nominated, he'll win the thing. Like that's why Chizo's just put the house on him at 450. Yeah. He's gonna have four and a half houses after this.
4: <laughs>
3: Good math. The handball that he did over the shoulder to the Ruckman, which they waxed Lyric on, was a fucking bit of, of genius. It was a thing to behold. Yeah, except he was into to a Ruckman. Yeah, well. he <laughs> <laughs> like got, got a sausage roll,
0: right He dished it out about. to Hogan a couple of times. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> well, there we go. Ragnar, we're all in furious agreement. Um, I hope the Siege of Paris is going well, and we'll probably imagine it's only five days or a couple of weeks. Get typing. Double down, Ragnar.
2: Find some Isn't more there. loose change behind the sofa and throw it on him.
0: Now, Michaels is he's, he's only halfway through his first couple well, of Please gamble responsibly.
4: Um,
1: <laughs> you can see him w- waking up, can't you?
4: He's getting fast you know, results. It, he's suddenly
1: getting
0: very, very perky. Is there, is, there, is there any more for any more? He's
1: nearly got the whole plunger done.
0: Um, We're all good. No, trying to get our melatonin in. Noodles, just noodles.
2: I think, uh, yeah, I think we've cool. covered off both of those games.
0: It's getting very late for you, Chi. So, I mean, if you need to get into bed, snuggle up. Um, thank you very much yeah. for being on the play. Have you got any more, like, insights?
1: No, nah, I've made, made all my notes and I've <laughs> woven them throughout the conversation, so... The next, um,
2: the next pod is going to be very um, interesting to see where we sit. So obviously we got um, West Coast next week um, at home. We're at home. At the beach, Should win that because West Coast travel very poorly. Um, and then we've got, um, and then we've got Brisbane away. So you know if we could get to both of those and be, um, what would that be? That'd be six and six and five, wouldn't it? Um, after eleven rounds, I think we'll be looking pretty good this season. So yeah. Every game is quite important um, for the next few weeks and it will just be interesting yeah. to see where we sit after that. But we've been playing well and, you know, it's enjoyable watching the Giants again, which is nice. It other is, Other than that actually, up against Fremantle.
0: It's fun to watch playing the kids. That's a very good point. I think
3: following on from that, uh, Mal, I think the three games after that are, what, North Melbourne in Tasweja. Yeah, that's Cal- winnable. Carl home. Caldwell also home, winnable. Alton home. Also winnable, so we should. Yeah, it should be four, four out of the next five, and that puts us in a pretty decent spot. Surely, yeah, a decent space.
0: I just, I just want to say, I'm glad that Mal uh, Michael, you've noticed that there are some important games that, all you know, all games are important because that's that's important. There aren't that many unimportant games at any point, are there?
3: The more you win, mm. the better it is.
0: Yeah, that's yeah.
2: Right. <laughs> I, 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 no, I see, I, I just. If, this is my point, mate. We dropped a couple early in the season that we shouldn't have. You know, Fremantle and St Kilda, they're disappointed to have dropped those now, but they weren't terminal because of the stage of the season where we dropped them. Now we're in the meat of the season, and as uh, Dr. Names has just pointed out, if we can get three of the next uh, five, you know, we'll be seven and seven after 14 rounds, and we'll be primed for a charge to the finals. So, and flag. yes, depending on, depending on when a game arise, arrives in the season, there are some games that are more important than others. Uh, never
4: surrender
3: never surrender
1: never surrender Oh, hey, I just said yes. I, okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs> right, big sigh, that?
1: that big dramatic sigh was for nothing. <laughs> I
0: wasted all my material. I have to get sad again.
1: <laughs> I know how this episode starts now.
4: But <laughs> <laughs>
2: Next hardest working player. Maybe Caniglio? It
4: might just be an oversight, but here's a to get it right.
2: It's Caniglio. And Caniglio said uh, third are him.